taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey friends, yes, it's another episode of PPC Rockstars, and we have a major rock star on the show today. We have uh, my friend Kirk Williams, the owner of Zato Marketing, which is a small but growing PPC agency. Hey, welcome, Kirk. Hey, David. Thanks for having me on again. You're welcome. And um, we're going to talk about shopping campaigns, which is uh, one of your fortes. But before we do, I want to ask you a question that I've asked the last few guests, uh, Brad Geddes and Frederic uh, Valles. And the question is, what's your attitude towards SCAGs these days, single keyword ad groups? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> so um, I think the way I see SCAGs is I use them if the data shows that they're necessary and it makes sense but they are having, I think, a decreasing value as we get more into close variance. And just as Google starts to, to make things a little bit more and more mushy, um, the whole point of Skaggs in the, in the very beginning, as, you know, as probably a lot of your listeners will know, is that you're basically able to say, hey, these are some really top tier keywords. We just want to focus on those. That's going to allow us to have specific ads, specific audiences, device targeting, you know, you know, really like this keyword is important for us. And so we want to change everything as much as possible for this keyword. That's, that's getting harder and harder to do, especially because of close variance, as well as just kind of overall strategy um, and you know, how you build. So yeah, long answer for a short question, I guess, is like, we'll still use them if, you know, if we think it makes sense for some reason and we're using lots of exclusions, for the most part, they're definitely not a part of our, our just our standard go into account build, unless it makes sense. Gotcha. Well, I, that's pretty much the consensus. Um, and the problem is that, uh, as a lot of people know, that exact match is no longer really exact match. Mm -hmm. And uh, the process of what used to be called, I think, keyword sculpting, where uh, you would have an exact match keyword as a single keyword in an ad group, and then uh, have a negative exact match keyword for uh, the phrase match and or modified broad match versions of those skags. Um, that's no longer reliable for the reason that you just said, because of close variance uh, doesn't necessarily screen out uh, matches to the variance of the exact match keyword in the exact match skag. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can still add variance basically as you, you know, as you see them come in. You can kind of ongoing fashion still add them as ex as exact match exclusions. You know, it's just it's just not quite as efficient as it used to be. Um, yeah, because of that. So. Well, let's segue from that into shopping, and uh, uh, the question is, are you an advocate of single product ad groups? <laughs> 
C, previous answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, so when it makes sense, yes. Um, so here's, here's my thing. Um, so shopping has in some ways always been, let's just call it quote, quotation marks, close variance. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, because for shopping, since you're bidding on a product, not a keyword, Google will assign whatever queries that they think match up to that product. Um, so, so because of that, that, that kind of is its own entity other than, you know, so Skags and Spags and that instance are, are kind of two separate entities already. Um, so typically for us, like as we're going into build, um, you know, for the most part, our clients are going to have thousands of products. Um, yep. You know, sometimes for sure clients maybe have, you know, depending on the size of them, they might have 50 products, but be a really, really big manufacturer that just has a, has a smaller product base, you know. Um, that's probably an instance just because every single one of those, we have a lot of budget, you know, every single one of those, that's probably an instance where, okay, yeah, maybe we'll consider breaking all those products into, into spags. Um, but for the most part, we tend to only break uh, top products into spags. Um, okay. So that's going to look a lot of times like a top products campaign that we've pulled out to really make sure that that we are keeping priority on those. And then within that, maybe there's like 25 um, products that each have their own ad groups. And then we have more of our our general uh, uh, campaigns that are, are going to be segmented more along the, the lines of product type, brand, you know, things like that. Gotcha. So when you have a SPAG, a single product ad group, um, do you apply negative keywords at the ad group level? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Um, so the thing with negative keywords and uh, again, it's, it's kind of like search for, you know, for listeners who are familiar, it's kind of like search with the whole uh, query sculpting idea where you're trying to basically push the right query to the right product. Um, so there's some of that. The only thing that's really a huge difference between search and shopping, which is really important to know in terms of uh, query sculpting is that you can have multiple ads show up in a, in, in a single SERP um, with shopping ads. And so you, you, you actually want to be careful not to over exclude. Like, you know, sometimes we can have such this mindset of like, Hey, we want the exact right query to go to the exact right product. And so, you know, someone might go in and, and basically over exclude queries to a bunch of the other products that, hey, might be similar and they, they might be kind of like what the person was interested to see. You've just excluded all those other products except for the one you wanted to show. And now like five other retailers, your competitors are now showing on there, um, you, you know, in, in that shopping ad mix on that SERP because you, you just dropped yourself out for 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 uh, other placements that you could have had right. so that needs to be you know consideration there certainly well let, let's let's bop up a level and um what is the preferred structure that you guys put into place for for shopping campaigns yeah so it, it's constantly evolving um and it is going to depend on on the client so some of that what we'll do is we'll go in and try to get an idea um the high level of the high level of what, what we're doing, um, I laugh because in some ways the whole smart shopping conversation 
is is kind of part of that like what i said evolution of how how does that fit in with the mix right um but but usually typically what we'll do is we'll look at an we'll look at an account we'll try to get an idea of hey are there going to be like I said before, are there going to be key products that are driving 80% of the sales? If so, we're probably going to want to consider like a top products campaign. Are they, are searchers, do they tend to be more focused on different styles of this product or is, or are, are, are brand searches more popular, things like that. Gotcha. So we really get in and try to understand like, who is this retailer and, and, and how are their searcher, like how do they sell their products? How, how do people buy and make consideration and then we'll sculpt campaigns around that um and so typically though part of that organization for us always includes some sort of query filtering in campaigns um and then kind of how we filter in the queries uh how how we how we build those campaigns in that structure then that goes back a little bit more to if we're then organizing our ad groups within those campaigns by, you know, product type category or brand or things like that. Gosh. But still for us, uh, segmenting by query, uh, not, if you're not familiar with that and you're listening, that was, um, so Martin Rotgerdine, really super smart guy over in Germany, uh, kind of, I think was one of the first, if not the first, first that I'm aware of who released a video where he talked about this process. I checked into it really, you know, tested it, really liked it. I wrote a, a long search engine land article on here's how you do that step-by-step. Step. You can, you can, anyone can look that up. Uh, it'll pop up on Google. Um, and basically just allows you to bid according to query grouping uh, with shopping ads. So. Hey, let's let's pause there because we've got some messages from our sponsors. So, Kirk, hold on, and listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. What if you had access to analytics from the most visited sites on the web? Think about real-time sales and signups from Amazon and Netflix, stats and engagement from Slack and HubSpot, all on one patented platform. That's Nacho Analytics. Nacho is perfect for details on your product design and development, instant for influencer info, and fantastic for real-time financial figures. Level the playing field today for your business with Nacho. What are you doing? All this nacho talk got me hungry. Level the playing field today for your business with nachoanalytics.com. Seriously? There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Kirk Williams talking about uh, one of his specialties, which is shopping campaigns. And uh, you mentioned uh, smart shopping campaigns. And um, we've we've had, I think, a a side conversation. I can't remember whether it was on Twitter or by email uh, about the fact that I've had good luck with them and you're not such a fan. So, um, how are you feeling about them this, these days? Well, first, first, give us a, a short description, and then how are you feeling about them these days? Sure. Yeah. So, so smart shopping is Google's um, is is really Google's kind of black box uh, push button solution for shopping ads now. Um, basically, you submit a feed. Google takes that and uh, takes your campaign, and based upon uh, target ROAS that you set. They'll show your shopping ads um, on search, on display, the display network, on YouTube videos, on uh, Gmail ads, basically wherever Google has ads that they can show. Um, you know, your smart shopping campaign is eligible to show for that, and then they're using their algorithm to determine, uh, you know, what uh, what audiences are out there, match that with your product feed to to get your target ROAS. Um, and uh, yeah, so so that's that's the kind of the basic level description. A um, couple of thoughts from my perspective, and I'm sure you know you probably have specific thoughts or questions as well. Um, so a couple of thoughts would be, you know, I know you and I have talked somewhat about ROAS and that. So we've been testing this out on you know a number of clients. Um, for the most part, so far, what we're seeing is definitely. Uh, this should come as no surprise to anyone. Definitely the more data that you have, the better shot you have at these working. Um, so if, if you, you know, if you have a, a smaller account, there's just not a ton of conversions in that, um, you know, you're probably going to see less success than, you know, a big manufacturer with, or, or retailer with just, just a lot of data. Um, so we, we definitely have seen these, um, overall, I'd say more often than not, we've seen them hit or exceed the target ROAS goals that we'll put in. Um, uh, so in one sense, you know, if, if, if there was a period after that and we stopped the conversation, it might sound like I'm a fan. Right. Um, so there's not though. <laughs> so, and that, you know, we can get into some of the specifics there, but to me there, there's probably a lot more that needs to be asked on the other side. And my hope is that Google would eventually start peeling back some of the, the I, I say black box because there's just really no transparency in any way in reporting and our ability to, to do really anything with placements, placement choosing, you know, things like that, with very, very minimal things we can do or even see. Um, and then there are just some concerns with retargeting, return visits, who they're, who they're going after and everything as well. So if, 
the only thing you care about at all is T. Roaz, then, you know, then there might, then, then definitely worth a shot. I think it's worth testing anyways. I just want to make sure all considerations are taken in place of this. Right. Well, I, I, I think we're closer than, than I thought we were about our attitudes. Um, I've tried it a couple of times with two different clients and both times, um, uh, the volume of conversions increased and the target ROAS was, was hit or, or exceeded uh, in both cases. So my theory was that um, the ads, the fact that the ads are appearing in more locations than uh, a plain vanilla shopping campaign would place them uh, accounts for the increase in volume. And uh, the ROAS is uh, you know, just just my conviction that the algorithms can do a much better job of um, in real time picking the right bid price. Um, now, there's there are exceptions I'm sure uh, you're aware of. Uh, the biggest one to me is uh, any bid management solution is going to have a hard time with seasonality. Mm-hmm. So I would expect that from smart shopping campaigns. And if you think about it, uh, you really have only one lever to pull to uh, account for or or uh, ameliorate the, the problem of seasonality, and that's the target ROAS, right? Mm-hmm. In other mm-hmm. words, if the, let's see, if the sales increase because you're, you enter a uh, particularly well, let's say Christmas season for e-retailers, then you might be able to get away with lowering the target ROAS and get a lot more volume. Mm -hmm. But then you've got to take into consideration that period is going to end and uh, time your offsetting action just right to make sure you don't actually (laughs) the algorithm even more. Yeah, and and we've seen and I've I've seen people discussing this on Reddit. We've seen the same thing in terms of even adjusting the ROAS in in, in any way. So Google has communicated to us, hey, um, at a minimum, so you don't want to make a larger adjustment up or down in smart shopping other than a twenty percent, um, and no no less than seven days apart. Um, So that's, you know, that's kind of what Google said in terms of, hey, you don't want to do anything more than that because you're going to shock the system. We've done that and we've still seen the system shocked to to be quite frank. So there's there's also kind of this level of, man, every time it seems that we touch T-ROAS, even with just some sort of 20% slow thing, we'll see the machine learning just struggle, you know, let's just, I don't know, let's just throw a generic like 72 hours of that. We're like, okay, well, there's ROAS shot for the next three days. <laughs> that's not entirely fair, but kind of. Um, and so, of course, that again, that's part of that, that thing. Google engineers will say, well, right, you just trust us, trust the system. We've just seen, we've seen ebbs and flows fairly dramatically with smart shopping, even more than we've seen with like, you know, some T-ROAS tests and things like that, where, you 
know, yeah, there's going to be some level of that in machine learning, of course. There's just going to be ebbs and flows as the system kind of resets itself, and they'll say, hey, over time, it does well with that. Um, as we've run tests, we've just we, we've we've struggled with that a little bit when we'll see our traditional shopping campaigns just just kind of maintain a little bit more of that stability. Right. Hey, I've got a. Uh... I've got a challenge or an opportunity for listeners, and that is uh, if you have a shopping campaign for products that uh, where the product prices are pretty uniform or exactly the same from product to product, you might even try uh, CPA targeting as an alternative to, to return on ad spend targeting. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering. Yeah, if, you know, I, I love uh, CPA targeting for lead gen, and it, and it works really well. And I'm wondering whether um, there's any difference in performance between ROAS and CPA in, in shopping campaigns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's actually something that I've not. I don't know, so I've not tested exactly what you said. I've tested CPA and just and really not been impressed in in terms of shopping, but. Uh-huh. But ad- admittedly, you know, especially like, you know, what you had noted, if there's some stability there in those products, um, you know, some of it for me and why I typically am drawn to ROAS more than CPA with e-commerce anyways, and obviously, and this is well known, but th- that's also because we'll see, because um, even even targeting a certain product because people tend to purchase, d- depending on the industry, because they tend to purchase more products or or whatever it might be that's also where it can get a little tricky um you know as as kind of what they're buying the 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 profitability within those um you know sales can adjust so maybe that's almost an aov play maybe that'd be one one thing to group things by aov and then test cpa now that i think of it huh oh yeah interesting I don't know. I've not. I've not done that. Uh, possibly a listener has. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, uh, what's your email address, Kirk? Well, if you want to, uh, if you want to, let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they can reach me at it's just info at zetomarketing dot com. Right. Or I'm always on Twitter as well, or LinkedIn at PPC Kirk. Gotcha. Hey, we're going to take another break for uh, sponsor messages. And uh, when we come back, um, we'll talk more about shopping. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. All right, guys. I want you to come up with an ad for a patented platform that lets you see any company's analytics accounts. I'm talking Amazon, Tesla, Netflix, etc. You know, see their sales and stats in real time. It's called Nacho Analytics. Tim? Nacho, regular analytics company. Charlotte. You can tap into analytics of major companies that don't want you to know how they're performing. Right. And you can also check the traffic and engagement for any influencer on any platform across all platforms. Tim? Okay. Let us help you grow your business. Bailey? So it helps you jump ahead in the concept and development stages so you can build your product better and ahead of schedule. Absolutely. Nacho Analytics lets you see anyone's analytics in real time. Tim? You'll be wondering, where has this company been my whole life? Tim! Sorry. Sales, subscribers, and stats 
all in one place, and the data is totally anonymous. Holy guacamole, that's good stuff. Ah, uh, now you have me making puns. Let Nacho Analytics level the playing field. What will you do when you can lift the curtain on the internet? NachoAnalytics.com Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Kirk Williams of Zato Marketing. And uh, Kirk, are you presenting at Hero Conference? I am, yeah. I'm at HeroConf next week, and then in two weeks I'm in Sydney. Wow. Doing shopping. Okay. And uh, what, what are your presentations about? So it's going to primarily be, um, I call it like uh, a beginner's guide to shopping ads or basically, hey, if, if you don't know shopping ads, here's a place to start. Um, but I, I try to throw in enough kind of tips or tricks that we've learned that, you know, more advanced people sitting there would, would really appreciate too. Just little like, hey, you, you probably didn't know this about running product type or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, we basically take, I, I try to take them from, Hey, here's, here's even what they look like in placements, showcase shopping ads, regular shopping ads. And then here's why the feed's important here. Here are the, uh, the, the feed elements to focus on this, put your time. And then we talk about some campaign organization and that's where specifically I'm going into some, just some overall thoughts on smart shopping as well. Um, I, I'm drawn to. You, you know, you had asked about organization more and more what I'm seeing right now at this point in time, which will probably change eventually again. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of success with kind of our core. So our core legacy campaigns where we still have those just really tightly focused on th these query filtering setups that we've, we've set up. We just, we just always see that rocket. Um, although you, you do have to get kind of specific depending on the client, but you can usually figure something out. And those are like the stable, just like foundation. And then we've started to break smart shopping into, um, instead of just like pushing a button and switching over, or even just like, hey, let's try half of our product types or whatever. Uh -huh. We've been starting to test smart shopping more on like, okay, here are the top 25 products, like you had said with Spags, hey, try those in smart shopping or like your highest reviewed products or even like like gateway drug products, you know, the products that um, you kind of want spread out everywhere, uh, all over kingdom come, <laughs> yeah, um, YouTube, stuff like that. 
like those products that you, you, you typically see convert really well as starters, get those out to spread the good news far and wide um, while your legacy shopping campaigns kind of still are, are trudging along as, as like the foundation um, so far. And we've been starting to see that strategy work really well. Interesting. Interesting. So um, let's switch gears for a second. Any um, particular advice for listeners who are just getting into dynamic remarketing? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, I mean, will I, I? I'll fully admit, probably my the the core of what I'll be more advanced in will be more on the the search shopping side. Okay. Um, we definitely, you know, I think I think there are some things to consider with dynamic remarketing. For for instance, one is actually a little bit like what I said with with the smart shopping. So we like to we like to have our audiences super locked down. Um, depending on the size of the client and how many how much traffic you have, you know, that's going to depend. But especially if you have a real large client where there's where there's a lot of traffic, you can get into some really fun things involving like past seven day, you know, mobile shopping cart abandoners or shopping cart abandoners for just your top five products or, you know, whatever. So there's really some stuff with audiences you can do. And then um, and then that's where, you know, we, we like to, you know, separate an ad group by those audiences. Um, and then we'll also feed our display dynamic, you know, our, our dynamic remarketing. Usually we'll try to have that rather than just be all products wide open. Again, we're trying to feed that a little bit, curate that down to what are the products or brands or categories or whatever that we care most about and make sure that those are the ones that we're, that we're starting, or at least they're in their own campaign bid more aggressively with all the rest of the products over here bid less aggressively. Gotcha. Hey, uh, we have unfortunately run out of time. Um, Kurt, thanks very much for sharing your extensive knowledge with us. And uh, listeners, catch Kirk at Hero Conference. What's the name of the conference in Sydney? Uh, let's see, Search Marketing Summit, I believe. Search Marketing Summit in Sydney, which, and the date of that, or the approximate date? Uh, I think it's May 7th and 8th. Okay, cool. Well, thank you, Kirk, and uh, we'll have you on again soon. Yeah, thanks so much. Always good to be on. Good. And listeners, thanks for joining us. Stay with us next uh, show for another episode of BBC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.